right. Hey, how y'all doing? Back again with another episode of The It Factor. As always, I'm your host, Jeremy Robinson, and today we have someone special. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Hello, everyone. My name is Niara Patterson. <laughs> it's nice to meet you all. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So first off, how are you doing? You know, how are you feeling now that you're about to transition into something new? I feel very grateful. Mm-hmm. I would say I'm feeling fantastic, but I think grateful is a more um, a more specific word. I just being in this present moment right now and just like reflecting on the past four years, even the past like years way back in like middle school and high school, it's just like all the stuff that I did is paying off right now. And it's it's really crazy. And I'm just I'm very, very grateful. That's amazing. That's amazing. So first off, congratulations on graduation from North Carolina AT. You know, fellow Are you right? here, you know? <laughs> so with that, you know, how was your time at ENT, man? How was that experience? It was nothing like I expected it to go, but it was, but in the best way. I don't right. mean anything like, right. I, uh, the way I expected college to go was that I was going to go to college on a full ride. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to worry about any loans or anything. I was just going to get like straight A's. I was going to uh-huh. get every single internship that I applied for and that was going to be it. Like that was my, I had expected that my uh, college experience was just going to be easy, if that makes sense. And it wasn't, I didn't get the full ride scholarship when I was a freshman. I didn't get the internship that I was promised as a freshman. I didn't get straight A's in school, like none of that. Um, (laughs) But what being at A&T taught me if it was for one, how to advocate for myself. So not just being like, just being stuck in a um, area that like I need help and nobody's helping me. Right. I should, I can't just sit there and just be like, oh, well, nobody's helping me. I guess I'm going to fail. You know, I had to get extremely creative right. and still get to my goal despite like plan A, B and C not working. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the community at AT was nothing that like nobody talked about the community at AT. Like Aggie Pride is worldwide, but right, like, everywhere. Specifically in the computer science department, uh-huh. um, it was just like the upperclassmen. They were so excited to teach the underclassmen. You know, this is what it's like being black in tech. This is what it's like going to PWIs and com- competing and then winning their competitions. Like this is what it's like. And I just remember like as a freshman, just being completely starstruck and was just like, oh my goodness, this is so cool. Like, I wanna be like this whenever I get of age and when I get of experience, I wanna be able to go back. Like as an upperclassman, I wanna be able to go back and be like, hey, you know, this is kind of scary, but it really doesn't have to be, you know, there's so many things that you could do in this uh, realm. Um, but besides all of that, it's just, I'm just really glad that I went to A&T, honestly. I'm, I'm extremely glad that I went to A&T. Like every HBCU has their ups and downs, but I think I absolutely like blossomed while I was at A&T. Pretty sure you did. That's a lot. Cause <laughs> you started off saying, Post got the scholarship. Post so out the while he was like, and if I don't, I'm going to be fine. We're going to get through this. You know, I'm going to find a way to get one. You know, that's my, that's my alma mater. You know, that's my alma mater, uh, mater right there. You know, we're going to find a way to make one at Clark Atlanta University. You know, <laughs> so, hey, I, I pass that on to you. You know, that's I definitely say that going into the field you are in now. Uh, mm-hmm. So in that, I would say, with you going to Microsoft, what is the job? 
what is the occupation that you would be taking up there? At Microsoft, I will be joining their team as a technical program manager. Um, a program manager, I'm not going to be able to explain it the best way that an experienced one uh -huh. would be able to, but it's basically, uh, there's these projects called, well, there's these things called programs within a organization and a program is not necessarily just a product. It's just like the marketing behind the product. It's the product itself. And it's like the, I want to say maintenance about how the customer uses a product or how the developer uses a product. So you own that entire process, if that makes right. sense. I got you. Um, and the program can have multiple projects in it. It's not just one project, if that makes sense. It's like, it's a program. It's like a, it's like a very umbrella term, the way that I was, how it was described to me and all the things that make up the program is what you're in charge of, so. I like this. See, see you ain't even started yet. You already <laughs> know that. See, that's, that's the good. That's how we do it. That's how HBC do you. You're like, you're already prepared. Exactly. <laughs> but in that, man, what is your it factor? Why do you do what you do? So I thought about it yesterday. Um, and I didn't like, I always knew that I wanted to be in tech. You know, like I was always like really, I'm not going to say nerdy because it's not that, but like I just really like tinkering with gadgets. Like I had the little Tamagotchi like keychain when I was younger. Right. Uh, I remember like my first like real birthday present that I got was like the Nintendo uh, DS Lite. I was I was so excited. Um, but I think what sealed the deal for me was that whenever I was in high school, I was volunteered that I would be doing programming, going through the programming pathway um, by my parents. And I wasn't really, I couldn't really find how I could relate to it because even though I am a, um, I'm really deep into tech, I am a creative. I like to create things, I like to draw, I like to play music. I like to do, I like to create things. Um, and I felt like at that time that being in tech or coding and stuff, that was not creative at all. Mm -hmm. And you would just sit there on a computer, filling out bugs, coding bugs, fixing bugs, sorry, and not really, doing much else. But I remember on the faithful day, 10th grade, um, some folks over by over in Georgia Tech, their master's students, they came and they showed their project called Pie Sketch. Ear Sketch, sorry. Ear Sketch. Ear Sketch is basically a software that they develop where you, they use Python to program music. So you could you could program the metronome, you could program the the bass, the sound effects, the melody, mm -hmm. everything through Python. And I was just like, my mind was blown that day. I was just like, are you serious? Like you could do that? Um, so like once I realized that you're able to like use something as abstract as art right. and combine it with tech to make a whole different product, like I was like. Okay, I have to do something here. I feel like I could, I honestly feel like I could positive, positively contribute to the world using that particular uh, medium, if that makes right. sense. I got what you're saying. I definitely, I mean, that's the reason why I went towards it. I mean, even me doing this podcast, stuff happening over time, even stuff I've been working in tech for what, four years now, like full time. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. like in doing that, you always don't want to get complacent in, dang, I'm stuck on the computer and all I'm doing is coding. 
But over time, once I seen all the stuff in school, different internships, even working now, even friends coming to me for advice about certain stuff they want to get into, it always come back to like, dang, this very creative brain, no taking looks like this, or I ain't know it was lying. I'm like, yeah, you should try it. Yeah, you know. And that's what your parents was thinking when they was like, uh-uh, you should, you volunteer. Here you go. Don't hit. I don't think so. Like, okay, so so backstory. I was convinced that I was going to be a music producer. I was uh-huh. like, my dad was really into like, he likes to say that he was there at the birth of hip hop. He was born in New York. He was uh-huh. way deep in that scene. So like, being brought up in listening to old school hip hop and listening to my mom is like basically stuck in the eighties. So listening to like all of the uh, the biggest eighties artists mm-hmm. um I was so convinced that I was going to be a music producer and I remember coming to my parents like uh because like there's these two schools I basically had a choice to go to it was a performing arts high school or a magnet high school mm-hmm. and I was like yeah so when are we going to go to that performing arts high school and they were like oh, uh I'm not <laughs> so let's go ahead and dead that <laughs> so um but I think people the way that I describe the coding process to people, because coding is not as like logical that people make it seem, you know, it's very similar to a creative process. I like the analogy that I like to use is baking cookies. Cookie Cooking is creative. Right. Um, but when you're making chocolate chip cookies, there's a step, like a set of steps that you need to do. You have this certain amount of ingredients. And if you do things a certain way, this is your certain outcome. Mm-hmm. But you also have the freedom to switch up the ingredients. You can change like if you're cooking it on foil or parchment paper. You could change the sugar, the white sugar to brown sugar ratio. You could change like if you're using chocolate chunks to cho- uh, chocolate chips. Same thing in coding. Like you could you can do the normal way, I guess, like the way that is documented to know it works. But you can also you have the freedom to experiment. You don't have to do the exact same thing, you know? I like so. that. The explanation right there. I like how you put it to baking cookies. That's what y'all, y'all new age, young, 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 young people do. You know, I ain't, I ain't that older, but still, you know, so and I would say, you know, what is one of your ultimate life goals? It could be outside of work, it could be in work, it could be more than one. I have three. Mm-hmm. So the first one is to leave a legacy. Yes. Um, I am very proud of where I come from. That's just a, just how I was brought up, just to know like who my what my grandfather was like, what my grandfather's father was like, mm-hmm. what our family brought to the world and like how they left the world. So I'm very proud of my family and I don't want it to be like nobody heard of who Niara Patterson was, you know, or who Niara Patterson's family was. I want to be able, whenever it's my time to go, I want to be able to leave that legacy and inspire somebody else to also, you know, leave a legacy as well. Um, The second one is to fulfill my destiny. I know that's kind of deep, but, you know, um, I don't think I'm just here. I'm just here just to be here. You know, I feel like I was supposed, I was here to fulfill a job, I guess. Um, I don't know what that is because I'm only 22. <laughs> but yeah. hopefully, once I get to a point uh, where I have enough wisdom and I've experienced enough of life, I'm I'm able to know when I am and when I'm not operating like aligned with my destiny. Gotcha. Um, 
Keep doing. I feel like that's important. You're gonna get there. Keep doing what you're doing. You're gonna get there. This third thing is to live a fulfilling and fruitful life. I I don't want like my life to just be focused on like the material things or the goals that I achieve or like the the titles that accumulate, the awards, all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really mean much, you know, if you don't like if you're not taking care of yourself, if you're not like going outside and, you know, just taking in the, the fresh air, if you're not going to the gym, if you're not eating wholesome foods, not talking to your family, doing things that actually fulfill you. Um, so while I still strive to be an ambitious person, I also want to be able to like, whenever it is my time to go, I don't want to feel like, oh, all I did while I was here was work, work, work. I want to be able to enjoy life, you know? I like that. And I, I'll be honest with you, uh, that's where I'm at now. I know we're getting married, doing a show, uh, working. Uh, I'm starting to get to the point to where every time, like every other month, we be like, we going somewhere. We gonna go do something. We go, cause that's that's what matters the most, you know. Right. You can save all the money in the world, but you have all that money saved. You ain't been nowhere, and you really wanted to go to these places, but you never went, cause you were scared if someone's gonna have. Can't live your life like that. Are you? But you'll go to work though. Exactly. I never, I never can understand that. But you'll that's go the to work. And you'll burn yourself <laughs> out, you know. So and I say, keep doing what you're doing. Uh, keep being the person that you are. Keep inspiring people. I know you say you're only 22, but it don't mean anything. You keep going. Age don't mean anything. You keep going and just make it happen. Mm, you know, you. especially with what you're in now. So in that, I would say, you know, what is something that you would like to see change in the tech roles or how it was with you being at your HBCU versus the PWI or however that lines up for you now that you're making that transition, if you get what I'm saying? Like, what yeah. would you like to see change? So I think the what I came up with yesterday was the oversaturation of negativity and limitation. Mm-hmm. What I mean by that is that people have so much pride. People meaning like the people, well, a lot of people have so much pride of like, oh, I got a traditional tech degree at this traditional tech institute and I was the top of my class and I would, I did all of these coding projects. And if you're not like me, you're just like a terrible person and I'm just it doesn't need to be like that you know like just because like most of the life-changing tech that came that like just was born came from people that were thinking outside the box why are you forcing people to be inside the box you gotta be this specific way you gotta do the project this you know I deal with that at work that doesn't make sense and I don't even understand it that's why I'm like entrepreneur outside of work do other things because one thing I had to understand, you will understand it well, but you go into Microsoft, so you'll be fine. But <laughs> <laughs> going to work, you start to realize, like, I'm building somebody else's dream and plan. They really did. They don't care. They want it this way. They don't. And you know how we say you can do this. Oh, you can you can bake the cookies this way. You can do this this way. It's not like mm-hmm. my job. It's like, we're going to do it this way. This is the way they did it. This is the way we need to do it. Don't change it because it may not work. And it's like, all right, cool. But over time, you're like, yeah, my, my life, though, I can't be like that. Like, at work, I'm going to do work. But right. outside of my life, I got to separate it. So you're right about that. I feel like a lot of people have to learn that no matter what school you went through, no, no matter what you worked on, no matter where you work at, you know, you're not better than anyone. You know, we in this together. That's right. what life is. You know, we in this together, no matter what color you are, no matter what's going on. So, like, at the end of the day, I feel like I got both experiences. I was able to go to HBCU and go to a PWI. I'm about to graduate from another PWI. But at the end of the day, it's school is school. <laughs> you know, 
a degree is a degree. And uh, I feel like people got to get out of that mindset of thinking that if I didn't go to Georgia Tech, they ain't going to hire me. And it's not going to. And it's like, all right, now, come on now, because I got a job and I went to Clark. Right. You know, so in that, I would say, so what is your dream job? Like, what is something that you say you want to do? Would you say you got to start a year or are you waiting on that? You're like, I'm going to wait on seeing what my dream job may be. So low key on the down low, uh-huh. <laughs> the down low, I, I want to be able to make enough money to retire early. Yes. There but we there for we the go. sake of the question, for the sake uh-huh. of the question, uh, I would definitely say that I would want to end up as like a C-level executive at a, start, a tech startup. I uh, I realized something about myself. I like being a leader. <laughs> I yeah, like being yeah, there you go. And I like making decisions and I like being able to work like with a team of people that are also mm-hmm. like passionate about things. Um, I don't want to be like, I don't want to be, I want to be an active participant in things. I don't want to just be like outsourced, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, I got what you're saying. So yeah. like eventually i know that like c-level executive positions are only reserved for people that have a bunch of experience mm-hmm. um but hopefully um what i mean by a bunch of experience i'm meaning like 10 years within the industry which you know just in my particular perspective you could be 10 years in an industry and not really do anything that doesn't really warrant that you are an expert right. you know oh, so like hopefully right on the mark you <laughs> hopefully i end up like the um like showing like just how capable i am with mm-hmm. like bigger responsibility or projects and then Gosh. i get to a point where i'm the c-level executive so yeah. yeah you will keep keep climbing that ladder keep working my biggest thing is though you're on the right track because at the end of the day i had this conversation with coworkers and friends all the time that like a lot of people are in certain positions and they're not leaders or managers they, they're managers they're not leaders and a lot of people get there because, oh, I worked in this company seven to 10 years, you know, and they don't, when it comes to you asking them a question, they don't know anything. Exactly. And they be like, yeah, I coded back in the 90s. And you're like, why are you my man? <laughs> why is you going to help me? You know, and it's it's that that I feel like we have, that have to change in tech, especially with certain companies, because it does throw you off. But mm-hmm. uh, just keep doing what you're doing. I'm so happy I got the interview. You know, you, successful, and I'm uh, so proud of you for graduating. And I know you're gonna have a great career. You already at Microsoft, man. You one leg up. You leg up. <laughs> <laughs> so, I would say before we close, do you have any questions for me? I would. Well, the question that I have is that, like, what inspired you to like create this podcast? Because I am also in the process of trying to figure yeah. out how I want to creatively like enter the world. Uh-huh. And one of those avenues was a podcast, mm-hmm. but I'm extremely convinced that nobody, like this is going to be very like counter, <laughs> counter, but I'm very convinced that people don't really care about what I have to say or my perspective. So I just, yeah, I know, I know. I'm very convinced about that, but I just wanted to know like uh-huh. why you decided to uh, to develop a podcast and like what helps you get out of that mind space of them. First off, I'll answer the second part of that question. What <laughs> got me out of that main, main that space is I'm 27 now. Uh, I spent a lot of time growing up and like, oh, I'm an athlete. I'm from a small town in Fort Valley, Georgia. And mm-hmm. I came to Atlanta, Georgia, of course, for college. And I stopped playing sports, things of that nature. And in that, 
I grew up so many people telling you like, bro, you got to do this. You're going to go to the league. You're going to do this. You know, you, after a while, it gets to you. It gets in your head. And you're like, why am I listening to all these people? I need to do what Jeremy wants to do. Mm-hmm. And um, once I got to college, I was doing computer science and computer science and engineering has a way of molding you into like, yeah, I like sports, but that ain't all I got to do. Yes, I like entertainment. Yes, that's what a lot of black people do, but that ain't what I got to do. Yeah, let me go in here and try to struggle in this class. You know, in my time of struggling, I was like, you know what, man, if I get through this, I prayed and I said, hey, if I get through this, God, I promise you, I don't know how it's look, but I'm going to start something that makes change in the world, true change. And mm-hmm. yes, it's a podcast, but like, I feel like it's more than that. It's like church, man. So many people that I meet, the network that I build with so many people that come back when the episode come out months later, they're like, man, thank you for having me on, you know, and you build something with them to a the point they're like, hey, you had so-and-so from uh, North Carolina A&T, you know, uh, man, my daughter going to A&T or my son at A&T think they can get somebody in touch with. That's all we're here for. So mm-hmm. I feel like this show is a way for me to be able to live through my purpose and also a way for me to step outside my box. But the first thing you have to do, I will tell you, is just get out of that mindset of worrying about, dang, people not gonna listen to me. You gotta listen to me, <laughs> you know? And then my, my, if I'm listening to you, my wife gonna listen to you, then it go, it's a trickle down effect, mm-hmm. you know? And I pit out every episode. I don't care how big the person is. I don't care how, they, we don't know that much about sun, so I don't care about that because we people at the end of the day. So when I pit it out, it can get one view. I'm still going to be happy because I'm doing what I, I supposed to do. And it feels good every time. Every time I try to walk away from it, it pulls me back in. Another person say, oh, I want to come on the show. Oh, you know, and I feel like what got me into it was being in that space of like, dang, I ain't doing I'm All I'm doing is working. I'm working. Uh, I like football players, man. Let me see. I don't know. I guess I'll go watch a game. But once you interview them, you like, dang, man, it's good. Or you interview another computer science or engineer or a doctor or a lawyer. It makes you like, dang, man, I feel like our people can be seen so many times in the different things they can do so that a small town kid like me can see, oh, dang, I could be all these different things. All mm-hmm. I did was watch Jeremy's show. So that's the reason why I started the effect and interviewed so many people and still going to keep interviewing people because that's what we're here for. You know, we're here to help one another. You know, and I, I know that's a lot, but it just, that's just is what it is. <laughs> so good. That's so good. Yeah. Uh, see, you inspired me again. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad. I, that's what we're here for. We're here to inspire. Uh, we're here to help people. Every time I do this show, I have a smile on my face because I can be like feeling some type of way before I do a show. And once mm-hmm. I get in front of the computer, it's not a put on. It's like, I'm happy because I'm meeting another person that looked like me. That has some of the same ideals as me, even if you don't have the same ideals as me. Before they leave, they're like, Jeremy, all right with me. Like, I, I want to keep seeing what he does. And let me go. And every person that came on the show, I'm just going to give you a claimer. Every person that came on the show has done well afterwards. Like, they're doing good. Like, they they, they, get, they grow more. And I just say, every time I see it, I tell my, my wife, I'm like, hey, baby, they grew because me. Yeah, I'm proud of it. <laughs> yeah, that's my only way I'm like, I did it. And ain't no, I don't want anything from it. I just be like, yeah, they keep doing it. It's good. Because and when they grow or when they win, I win. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's how I feel. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> Definitely. Can I ask you one more question? Yeah, of course. So um, as a new alumna of the HBC community, uh, I still want to be active in the community, even though like I'm not a student anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any ways that 
well, if any other alumni are also listening on this podcast, like how do you have any ideas of how we can get more involved with what's going on with our respective HBCUs or within the HBC community as a whole? Ooh, that's a great question right there. Uh, I make sure that every year I do a scholarship. Um, since COVID is still around, I still know I need to go to the school. So I'm going to plan on going back. Go back to your campus as much as you can. Go back mm-hmm. to those computer science classes like you were speaking about earlier. Go back and speak to those students. I got to do it twice during the pandemic. And I know I'm going to do something this year. But the biggest thing is just go back. Even if you just pop up on campus, even if you're not scheduled, uh, a lot of people let time get away from them when it comes to them leaving school because they get so caught up in work. The biggest mm-hmm. thing is to go back to A&T or any university you're around and just go back and give them your knowledge because a lot of kids are in your same predicament. But if you go back and tell them, hey, I work for Microsoft, woo, 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 you know, da, da, that's going to, you ain't even got to say Microsoft. The fact that you graduated, they're going to be like, oh, yeah, I need to talk to her. You know, that's one thing. Another thing is, Use your network. You know, if you need me, you know, I'm a phone call away, email away. I definitely come with you. I'll fly to you. I mean, that's how passionate I am about meeting people and learning new things and being able to help someone else. Because to be honest, I feel like a lot of students get off the path of graduating or get off the path of what they want to do because they don't see us coming back. So the mm. biggest thing is coming back. That's the first thing. It ain't about giving a scholarship. It costs nothing to go back to your university. Like, you know, and not just for homecoming, you know what I'm saying? So, like, just going back and spending that time with them or even getting their emails. Like, I have done it, too, Have to where I'll see them on LinkedIn. They'll come on. I'm like, oh, they just graduated. Oh, man, they school. And I catch them off guard. I'm like, hey, I want to interview you. They'll be like, I haven't done nothing but an internship. I'm like, we building something so that when you get the job and you're done with school, you're going to come back on. We're going to be good to go. You know, and I feel like we have to like pull them out of that shyness of scariness of uh, walking that line of, dang, can I reach out to them? They doing all this. So biggest thing is going back, you know, going back. And I know that sounds like the easiest thing in the world, but a lot of people I even graduated with, I even get on it like, dang, I ain't did enough, man. I need to get out of the Clark. I need to go down the street, you know? So the biggest Mm -hmm. thing is going back you know, and pouring into those students. And also some of your professors, like reach out to them, ask them for some of the students' email address if you can, or just meet some students, get their information and just stay in touch with them. Mm. That's the biggest thing, definitely. Definitely, I'm glad you asked that. Glad you asked that. (laughs) Thank you so much. Mm -hmm, No problem. This was, just being on this is so cool. Thank you so much for inviting me. No problem, anytime, anytime. And uh, the biggest thing, if you ever need anything, need any more advice, you know, just email me or just uh, reach out and I'll get in touch with you. But I look forward to talking to you soon. And thank you so much for coming on to the show. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure to be here. Mm -hmm. No problem. Talk to you soon. Have a good day. Bye.